No Dunks is brought to you by GameTime, your new go-to app for the best deals on last-minute tickets. Ticket prices drop right before the game starts, and because GameTime tracks prices in real time from thousands of trusted sellers, they're able to show you the best last-minute deals with prices up to 60% off. I want to read you guys a little poem I wrote last night. (laughs) Okay. You have so many relationships in this life, only one or two will last. You go through all the pain and strife, and you turn your back and they're gone so fast. So hold on the ones who really care. In the end, they'll be the only ones there. When you get old and start losing your hair, can you tell me who will still care? (laughs) (laughs) What is going on? Would you like me to keep going or should I... Stop. <laughs> if you haven't figured out yet, yes, those were the lyrics to Mbop, the smash hit from the 90s fan band Hanson, who are playing tonight at the Buckhead Theatre. We gotta go. Right now, tickets are only 66 bucks, so get yours and you might see me there. Game Time app is simple, quick, and easy to navigate. Download the Game Time app in the Google Play or App Store and score last minute deals on tickets up to 60% off. He's got dancing feet with that lower body. It's unbelievable. Look at the body. Look at that bubble butt. Good morning, sweet world, and welcome to the No Dunks Podcast on the Athletic Network. Wednesday, December 11th, I'm Jay Skeets. Alongside me, as always, Tass Mellis. Hello. We got the bearded one, Trey Kirby. Hey, hey yo. yo. The international man of mystery, taking it to the bop, Lee Ellis. Friend. Bop. And last but not least, making the magic happen, JD. Hello. There he is. Here we are. What's up, everyone? Follow us on social media, Twitter and Instagram, at No Dunks Inc. Follow us on Facebook at facebook.com slash No Dunks Inc. Well, I guess it's official. We're now on Facebook. And email us your NBA questions and comments to nodunksattheathletic.com. We'll be stepping on the beach a little later today, so make sure you're subscribed to the No Dunks podcast. We'll get that up a little later this afternoon. Thanks to everybody that continues to send in great, great questions, both NBA-related and not. The silly ones are just as fun sometimes. All right, on today's show, we're going to debate which coach is now on the hottest seat Mm. now that Fizz is gone. We were teasing about that yesterday. We decided to save it for a day, so we'll get to that later. Trey's got a top five for us. we got Tweet of the Night, so much more. But first, crazy game in Miami last night. Heat down six. 59 seconds to go in regulation. Trey Young, he calls game. He's shouting, it's over, after finding Alex Len inside for the dunk. No, it was not over. Miami scored the next 22 points, the final six of the fourth quarter, and then the first 16 of overtime to improve to 18-6 and six overall and stay perfect at home. After the game, Trey dropped the old whelp <laughs> on Twitter and a bunch of emojis. Jimmy Butler rubbed it in on Instagram. The true or false question, though, guys. Never, ever, ever celebrate too early. Is that true or false? 60 seconds for six points. Think about that. That's a very, very long time in the NBA. We just celebrated Tracy McGrady's anniversary where he had 13 and 33 <laughs> seconds right. 15 years ago. The day before, Russell Westbrook was celebrating with one second left, and, and they lost the game. 60 seconds. Keep doing it, Trey, because it's great for our storylines. <laughs> It's a, it hurts for the Hawks, though. They had won two of three. That's a big deal. They could have won three of four if they just held out uh, and held off those pesky Miami Heat. Uh, but, yeah, 60 seconds, um, that's like a 48th of a basketball game. That's too long, <laughs> Trey. That's way too long, man. 
Yeah, I I agree. Keep celebrating though. Live in the moment. They thought he thought they were gonna win, but you got to be able to count it up. Mm-hmm. Two possessions. Each team is getting two possessions with a minute left. I mean, Westbrook celebrating with one second yeah, left. That, That's yeah. easy. But uh, yeah, I mean, if uh, you're gonna celebrate, you just got to be prepared to have people trash you on social media. And mm-hmm. apparently, Trey Young is fine with that. <laughs> Not quite as fine with that. Uh, not playing the last minute of the game. Mm, that was what was interesting that he came out uh, there. There clearly appears to be some tension between he and coach Lloyd Pierce, but when you're losing, your star player is going to be upset. It's interesting, though, with Trey Young because uh, after the game on November 13 against the Denver Nuggets, he sent out a tweet that was, I had a great game, won that game on the road, and he said, your apology needs to be as loud as your disrespect was. Right. Hawks are 2-12 and 12 since then. So uh, he tends to get a little ahead of himself, I think, at times. Um, but that's also, when you do that on the road to a guy like Jimmy Butler, who was right there, that's the sort of thing that really fires a guy like him up. And, um, I mean, Jimmy Butler hit a big three. Yeah, and Duncan Robinson Duncan hit, hit one. one. Jimmy he hit, hit a lot one. of them on that night. And, uh, and then in the overtime period, I mean, the, uh, the Hawks were pretty much, they came out pretty flat. And then they, once the heat went on that big run, they just couldn't get back into it. Tim Reynolds tweeted today, this is a wild stat. The Heat in overtime this season, 17 of 37 from the field, 7 of 18 from 3. So 54 points scored. They're 4-0. They're perfect in overtime. Their opponents shooting 6 of 35 from the field, 1 of 20 from 3. 19 total points they've given up in these four overtimes. And obviously their opponents are 0-4 because the Heat are perfect. But yeah, it was one of those ones where it was... Look, Derek Jones Jr. putting him on Trey Young as that game progressed. He did a great job, you know, obviously using his length and his, uh, you know, athleticism to slow down Trey was the right move and throwing other bodies at him as well and making all these other guys try and beat you. It was an entertaining game. Definitely. But the Heat, like, Jimmy Butler, he's got the monster triple-double. He is the star player. He's the all-star. He's the all-NBA guy. But these other guys continue with Duncan Robinson hitting 10 threes. Um, Some big ones, of course, too, like some late in regulation, a couple in overtime. Kendrick Dunn with, what, another 36? 36, yeah. I mean, wild, wild stuff. And then Bam Adebayo, <laughs> with a 30-point triple-double of his own, the 30-11-11, got him, gave him one boy. I mean, this uh, this team is fun. I, I like having the Miami Heat looking like a, a solid team again to join the conversation of these other squads at the top of the East. They looked legit when you got all these contributions from these guys. The chemistry is great. Duncan Robinson was awesome. He was hitting threes, but he was also making a bunch of smart plays, like on the Jimmy Butler three that tied up the game. Robinson had been on fire at that point. He came around to screen. He could have popped it. Nobody yep. would have been upset about that, but uh, they helped off him, or they helped towards him. He dishes it to Jimmy Butler, who has Vince Carter on him. Vince Carter closing games, his 1,500 career game. That's probably why Trey Young is upset. He's like, we got to close games with Vince Carter. I don't blame him mm. for being upset about that because uh, Jimmy Butler over Vince Carter, you're going to take Jimmy Butler. But uh, Robinson also had some assists down the lane. He was just playing a really smart game. They all know what to do right now, and can- it looks good. I continue to be so impressed by Jimmy Butler right now as a leader on this team. He has gone in there and just been a fantastic player without any chaos or drama. And it's, it, it's working. I mean, the results are clear there for Miami. They're, this is more than just a little spurt to start the season. They're, they're a great team. They defend well. Very, very good at home. And Jimmy leads without almost like shoving it down his younger guy's throats that, hey, I'm the boss, I'm the leader, you do what I say. He leads by his play. And I think you're seeing these other guys stepping up and performing. He trusts the younger guys. You know, you mentioned there Duncan Romsey. He's trusting those guys. He's trusting these guys to take big shots and to, and to play in the big moment. And that's something I think that Jimmy has kind of struggled with because he's gotten on players in the past. But So he's perhaps learnt his lesson 
and these other guys are starting to thrive from it. So it, it's it's a very, very um, surprising story. No one really thought the Heat were that good coming into the season, but right now, I'd say they're clearly top two or three in the Eastern Conference. It's kind of funny because in his last two stops, Jimmy Butler kind of did the same thing where he took a back seat and he said, all right, we'll figure it out. I'll play the good guy. I'll just wait and see what happens. But then the teams didn't necessarily do as well as he was expecting. So it was Jimmy Butler, ISO hero ball time. The team has just been good so far. So Mm. he's happy to say, yeah, I'll, I'll just shoot in the fourth quarter. I'll take every big shot we need. It's working. But the Heat were ready to lose their first game at home. They were just ready to give one up against a, a lowly Atlanta Hawks team, just like they were on Sunday against the Chicago Bulls, who went to overtime with them as well. There's a minute left. Trey, just chill, man. Just chill. They're almost there. As I said, they'd won two of three coming into this game. Three of four is big for the Atlanta Hawks. They would have been four games back for eight spot in the Eastern Conference with John Collins coming back on the horizon, Kevin Herter just coming back. It would have been a big, big win. And then he goes to the bench for 30 seconds and six points goes on the board for the Miami Heat, and they're all tied up. He comes back for the last 29 seconds of uh, regulation, can't win the game for them, and then uh, and then overtime. It's, it's, a, it's a painful one, but the Heat are going to lose at home someday, and it's <laughs> going to be by some Now they play the Lakers on Friday night at home, which uh, should be obviously an awesome one. I'm fascinated to see what Pat Riley does with this Heat squad because we know Pat Riley ain't afraid to go and try and get a star. Like, he, to get another star to pair with Jimmy Butler. That's sort of his M.O. Yeah. Look, they have great player development. Don't get me wrong. I mean, they're proving that again here with all these young guys. But if he wants to, he really could because you've got all these guys balling out where suddenly maybe guys that were, well, hell, guys that were not even in the league or not even drafted look like legit players, look like assets, if you want to call them that, that you could theoretically put together a pretty good package to maybe go get a potential, you know, second star to put with Jimmy. Um, and I'm talking about, like, these guys like Duncan Robinson and Tyler Hero, the rookie, and, and, and Nunn, of course, as well, and Justice Winslow is still great. And then there are contracts like Dion Waiters and James Dunn. He, he has a lot at his disposal. I'm just fascinated to see if he mm-hmm. does anything with it, or is he like, wow, we, we got something here. This might be special. Like, Bam's not going anywhere, don't get me wrong. No. And I'm sure Tyler Hero is not going anywhere. Some of these other guys packaged together, I think uh, the right star is up for uh, for a possible dealing. He might pull the trigger on that. I think he would be more apt to pull the trigger, too, considering the way the Heat have been for the past three seasons. You know, they had that great 31-10 uh, and 10 second half of the season, and then they brought all those guys back. Deion Waiters, James Johnson. It looked like this is a pretty solid team of guys who all play well together. And they did. They played well yeah. together, but they were never able to get to the next level. Jimmy Butler has taken them to that next level. So I bet Pat Riley doesn't want to get burned saying, we've got a good team. He wants to be great. Yeah. He wants to put titles up. He wants to put banners up into the, the rafters. And to do that, you need some more guys. I mean, Goran Dragic has been incredible. He's, he's going to be a candidate for sixth man of the year, but he's got an expiring deal. Myers Leonard's got an expiring deal. Yeah. These are guys who could at least maybe bring back a big name. Pull the trigger, man. I, I think the... The start that they're off to with all these supporting players and, and, and this 17-6 and six record, I think I think would lead you to believe that they would make a trade for, for somebody. I don't think anybody is untouchable, as you said, Skeets, besides you know those, those top few guys, Jimmy, Bam, and probably Tyler Hero. Justice Winslow, who was probably untouchable before this season, before Tyler Hero and Duncan Robinson and Kendrick Nunn developed, he could be in a deal. Uh, I think they would be willing to pull the trigger, especially with Jimmy Butler is not a – is not a young 30, if, if we know what that means, who knows. But Kyle Lowry is out there to be his point guard. Chris Paul is out there to be his point guard. I think Kyle Lowry could be on the books. He could be had. Chris Paul could be had if they really want to go for it. I, I don't see why not. 
They've got cap space too next season, so they can take on some extra salary here if they need to. I mean, there's a couple of guys, James Johnson and Kelly Olenek, who've got like uh, team options there, so they may not be there, so they could even open up more. But um, come on, he do it. Well, do it, that's do the thing. It. Things are going so well that you know they they do. Do, you go do far. feel they're missing somebody. Go far. So. Yeah, like we are having a question about parity on our, our Beach Step and podcast, and, and you look up and down the East. Is there a legitimate <laughs> team to rival the Buck, the Milwaukee Bucks in the Eastern Conference? It's it's the Bucks, and then and then you know a second sort of tier yeah, of yeah. Celtics, mm-hmm. Heat, Sixers, Raptors, even if you want to throw them in there. Uh, and uh, the Heat could elevate themselves a little bit. Yeah, I it, think it'll be something to watch here. And just with with Trey Young, uh, we didn't talk about it earlier in the week. You know, they're now six and eighteen with this loss. Shams was reporting from the Athletic that that frustration has been mounting within the organization. And uh, you know, there was an, there was a, a scene with Trey Young after a recent loss where he was upset. You know, he was emotional. Um, and this is Shams. One high-ranking team official was seen telling Trey Young that the team would be getting him some help. On the roster soon. Interesting. What, mm. uh, again, we didn't talk about this when it happened at the time. You would assume he's still frustrated with the losses uh, still piling up. Well, you what can see the way mean? he was reacting last night when he was there watching the threes in front of his face while he's standing next to Lloyd Pierce on the bench saying, hey man, call a timeout. Put me back in. Let me go try and do something. A couple of threes. He's throwing towels down on the ground yeah, look, in the post game afterwards. He's saying, I don't know. I don't know. That's the coach's decision. That is not what you want to hear from your star player already in the season. I mean, it's not crazy. The Hawks aren't completely out of the playoff chase right now. They're five wins behind Orlando for the eighth seed. John Collins will be coming back. They've got some monster deals from the 2016 summer that they could trade to try to bring somebody in to help. Don't don't chase it, though. That's yeah, the crazy thing. I, it's like you're close enough that you could talk yourself into it, but if you talk yourself into it, you're going to put your team behind the eight ball for the future. Yeah. you. I, I'm with you on this. Don't go crazy here. Like, let John Collins get back to the lineup. We saw how important he was to them last year. I mean, he was injured. That's when Trey was struggling as a rookie, and then when Collins came back, it made life easier, and then the numbers started to rise, and he got back in the rookie of the year race. Yeah, yeah I, I'm with you. Uh, you're getting close to Collins returning from the suspension, the PED suspension. Th- th- then check it out. I mean, you're going to get help, but don't, you know, you're not going to be swinging for the fences by any means here. Yeah, Try and continue these young guys still. Sure. But the Hawks GM, Travis, Travis Schlenk, has always played the long game and uh, since he's been there. And I don't think he's going to gonna go crazy for, a, like we just mentioned, a, a Kyle or Chris Paul. Like somebody of that sort of elk. Not, not a point guard, obviously, with Trey Young there, yeah. but like somebody to get them to the eighth spot. He would be looking for a long play. Like they thought that they had a shot at Jalen Brown uh, coming this offseason. That would have been great, but the Celtics re-signed him. Maybe the Pacers are willing to deal one of their Miles Turner, Demonte Sabonis right. combo. That wouldn't be swinging for the fences. That would be playing the long game as well. Yep. Somebody like that. As Trey said, they've got sixty million bucks and Chandler Parsons, Evan Turner, and Alan Crabb expiring deals. Who wants it? Who's not going to sign their young player for a long term that would be willing to uh, take that back plus an asset? Also, this is not a bad thing to me. Seeing these headlines like Trey Young frustrated, wants help, whatever. That's good. Guy cares. He wants to win. Like, I, you know, he's not just like, you know, okay, especially after the Collins, like, oh, well, we just mail in this season again. I like the fire. I'd like to see that he actually wants to win these damn games. And, yeah, okay, he's got the great lines and great stat lines and all that, but W's is what matters, and he knows that, and let's get into the playoffs and see if we, we can do that. I, I like it. I'm not – I mean, look, you don't want him, like, calling out guys specifically, but may, I don't know. Also, if they're not going to be there, who cares? He's the leader of this team. <laughs> I just like that he gives a damn, so I'm not that worried about it. 
All right, moving on here. Joel Embiid, guys, scored 22 points. A couple key free throws with about 15 seconds left. Helped Philadelphia stay perfect at home, just like the Heat. Got the 97-92 victory over the Nuggets. But Embiid admitted after the win that he wasn't having as much fun this season and that it's affecting his play. Quote, I need to be myself. This is what Embiid told reporters. When I'm having fun, I dominate. Hmm. So he's talking about this idea that he's being maybe a little too mature now and, uh, you know, not getting to his silly side as much. You know, you saw him throw in that little hoop, little scoop shot over mm-hmm. his head at the end of the third quarter, dropped, and he did a little shimmy. That looked like fun. Yeah. But true or false, Embiid is right here with what he's saying. He needs to embrace, I guess, whatever you want to call it, like that silly side that we have seen from Embiid in the past. He needs to go back to being that. True or false? Oh, so true. Just like Trey Young, you got to keep celebrating. Be yourself. Live in the moment. Have a good time. We saw it with LeBron James. When he went to Miami, he said, I'm going to be the villain. I'm going to wear vampire teeth on my mouth guard. And then after a year of being the villain, he didn't like it anymore. And flipped back, won two championships. It works that easily. (laughs) Just be yourself. Honestly, be yourself. And Joel Embiid is a, a funny guy who likes to talk trash to his opponents and then talk trash to him on social media. Keep doing it. That's why everybody loves you. I think he's a little bit frustrated this season because he hasn't had a great season. Like, he had a decent stat line there last night, 22-10 and 10 with six assists. But the key moment really came in the third quarter when the Nuggets had taken the lead, about five or six points, and Brett Brown took Embiid off, went with uh, Tybal, and the Sixers got the lead. They went on a run there because last night... He was frustrated. He was getting the ball down low, but he wasn't able to just shove Jokic out the way. I mean, that's a hard guy to just move out of the way. And clearly the Sixers were better when Embiid wasn't on the floor, I think, in the second half last night. And when he came back out, then the Nuggets made another little run. So he's probably a little bit frustrated. Things were going really well for him last season, but this season he just hasn't been able to dominate like we've seen him in the past. So... Maybe that's affecting uh, why he's having so much fun. And, and, and then if he's not enjoying his game so much, he's not as uh, happy and not as uh, carefree as we've seen him in the past. Yeah, I just don't think he's playing all that well. I don't think it's because his shimmies have gone down from 1 to 0.5 a game. It's, it's because he doesn't have his endurance. I think that's what he should be focusing on. I watched this game on TNT Overtime, which is the, you know, the four-way split-screen yep. cameras, and one camera is always on Joel Embiid, and it's... Often sort of up above, it's kind of like a high-angle camera, so you see sort of a different angle. You see him kind of top down, and you can see the junk in the trunk on Joel Embiid from that camera <laughs> angle. And the, the fact that he told Zach Lowe that he lost 20 pounds before the season, he was kind of on a diet, but sort of on a diet. He kind of walked that back. I'm kind of, I kind of cut things out. I, he, he doesn't get up and down the floor the same way. I, I, don't think, I don't think he's ready to play. 48 minutes, night in and night out. And I don't know if that's just because that's Joel Embiid's body forever or it's if he's – just not that healthy but you know i he did have some fun you said that shot over his head yep. he had the carl anthony towns fun earlier this season yes he hasn't been putting as many locations on instagram post game as he used to but i, I think it's just that he's not as good right now <laughs> i don't think it's the, the fun level a few things i mean it's weird these comments i thought it sounded like a guy had lost the game Right, like how he was addressing everybody. Uh, they did win this yeah. game against the Nuggets. It was close, but they did get the W, and they're still perfect at home. So that was a, that was strange, I guess. He did struggle down the stretch, no doubt. I mean, he was basically benched in the Raptors game uh, late in that one because he had committed those three straight turnovers. And then this one, yeah, he missed a you know a three and then a jumper, and then he had another really sloppy turnover on the side. Um, you know, in, again in crunch time before the the foul shot, so he sort of redeemed himself, but. I think there is truth to this. I mean, look, you're not Akeem Olajuwon, man. You're Shaq. 
All right? That's fine. Lean into that. That's to- It worked for him. It can work for you. Um, because he talked about that suspension and, like, how I'm never going to do that again. Maybe I need to be more mature. The one with Carl Anthony Towns, right? The two-game suspension. And all the back and forth on Instagram and stuff like that and Twitter. But that's you're, I'm with Trey. It's, that's you. If that's going to make you feel more comfortable, then lean into it. It was working. Lean into it. You don't need to try and be something you're not or be someone you're not. And everyone loved it anyway. Um, so, yeah, I, 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 maybe just in his head a little too much here. But it is, uh, again, it was a, a funny thing. And, like, look, you're playing Jokic last night, so you're going to look a lot silly and a lot more having fun <laughs> than that guy right now. Oh, my goodness. I know oh, they, were, they were great after the game, though. Those, uh, yeah. those two, uh, Joel called him his childhood hero. <laughs> <laughs> it's so weird. He, hey, look, if anybody needs a little pep talk right now, it's, it's, it's Jokic. Jokic yeah. <laughs> so maybe that will help get him going. He's still, like, you see the stat line, you're like, oh, he had a great game. But, you know what, how long did he go before he took a shot? Yeah, I think it was the third quarter. I, th- uh, I thought it was midway through the second. So was at it? some yeah. point he fought. Well, I, I think one, I thought it was a time where Brett, Brett uh, excuse me, Mike Malone got the tech foul on it. I think that was in the third quarter, but maybe it was in the second quarter. I'm not sure, but yeah, he um, he had a couple of his little sort of runners and floaters yeah. and flickers, and he had some nice passes. But he certainly is not able to remain engaged for the entire game right now. And uh, you know, even when you look at him on the bench, he looks gassed, and he shouldn't be. Two big guys going yeah. at it last night. There. A lot of beef. Yeah, but uh, yeah, Sixers got the win. All right. Next one yesterday in a new Players' Tribune piece titled Loyalty Over Everything, Damian Lillard explained how he will do everything in his power to remain a Blazers guard for life. Quote, I'm saying you think you know how deep this goes, but you have no idea. That's what he wrote. When I say that I will never, ever switch up on the city of Portland, I mean what I say. When I say that I will never, ever switch up on this organization, I mean what I say. True or false? Lillard will be a lifetime blazer. Has to be true now, doesn't it? He's said this a couple of times yeah. now. This isn't the first time. His loyalty, loyalty is admirable, but it might cost him a championship and playoff success um, because like, the Blazers aren't getting closer to a championship right now. If anything, they're drifting a little further away. I think... The last couple of seasons, they've kind of been, you know, close. I mean, the Warriors have always been the best team in the West. But I think they've taken a step back right now. And uh, they've, they've got some issues in terms of salary cap and playing personnel. And, and I think, you know, CJ's kind of a good complement to him, but not a great. I can't see them taking that super step up right now. So, but that's fine. That's fine. Maybe he just wants to stay true to the city and to the team. And, and that is more important to him than potentially winning a championship. Yeah, I'm unsure. He should be a Blazer for his entire career, and he has been saying this time and time again. He's saying, I'm going to recruit guys when they become available. I'm here for the long run. But if he ever wants to win a title, he might eventually have to say, I did what I could, you know? Uh, Or is he going to be Dirk Nowitzki, stay there for his entire career, and then one year they just everything falls perfectly right for him? Maybe that does happen, or... Maybe he's Patrick Ewing, and he thinks he's going to win a title, and he builds a culture there, and he stays as long as he can, and then at the end of his career, he has to go somewhere else because he wants to get a ring. Guys are going to want rings. Uh, he'll get a statue. He, wa- he wants a ring, but he doesn't want it easy, in his words. He's mm. drawn to the struggle, as he wrote. This is a fascinating article, I mean, that he, he wrote with the Players' Tribune. It's great. Um, his brother is amazing in it. Houston Lillard. He's got zingers left and right. It's, I highly, highly recommend you go read this. It's, it's fascinating, and you, I mean, learning more about him. I look at the Kevin Garnett situation. He was very loyal to Minnesota. Yeah. He always pledged his loyalty, but got to the point where he was like, we're not even making the playoffs now. And he went to Boston and he won a championship. 
and I don't think anyone holds that against him for being disloyal or anything like Timberwolves that. Timberwolves fans are happy for him. Yeah. 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 So I, I look at Lillard in this situation. It's like, you know, like Kevin Durant in OKC. He spent nine seasons in OKC. Now, people aren't necessarily happy in OKC that he went to Golden State and won the championship. But Kevin Durant had done all he could for that franchise. And I think Lillard's in a similar spot right now. He, I think if, people, if he did leave, some fans wouldn't be happy. But I think overall, a lot of people would be like... Man, he, he did everything he could for yeah. Portland, and he deserves a chance to go and try to win a championship somewhere else. I think he's a lifer. I do, too. Yeah. I actually believe I'm, I'm guessing. I'm guessing. There's not a lot of them, obviously, in the NBA currently. We've mentioned basically all of them recently. You know, your Dirks, uh, you know, going back, Reggie Miller did it. There's, there hasn't been a lot. But a small market guy, Damian Lillard, could do it. I think Giannis could do it as well, guys who have sort of been there for several years and looks like looks like it could happen. He says in the article, by the way, they might switch up on me. That's business. That's basketball. But I will never switch up on the city. That's how you leave a little <laughs> out there. Because people would have said the same thing about Russell Westbrook after Kevin Durant left and he signed his big deal. You're He's going to stay there forever. He'll never leave. Things changed. And yeah. he was ready to go. You're not wrong about that. Let's hear from you guys. What do you think? Damian Lillard, a blazer for life. You locking that in? Tweet at us at no dunks and hashtag no dunks. All right, we'll get to that coach's question. We got a top five, but first we're talking shoes or maybe handbags. Ever wonder how to get the hottest new sneakers or handbags? <laughs> the ones that barely hit the shelves? The answer is StockX, a revolutionary new marketplace for buying and selling 100% authentic sneakers, streetwear, watches, and handbags. Looking to add the Jordan 1 Retro to your rotation? Or maybe you're feeling nostalgic for a pair of Air Max 95s. You can find it all on StockX. There's no hassle with StockX because it handles the exchange, so you never have to worry about legit buyers or sellers. And the shoes are always legit. Every item bought or sold on StockX is carefully inspected by hand to ensure its authenticity. StockX has an exciting offer for the athletic listeners. Use promo code BBALL2019 for $20 off your next purchase. You can visit StockX.com slash BBALL for more information. All right, on the heels of the Knicks firing David Fisdale over the weekend, the Athletics Sam Amick and John Hollinger took a look at the rest of the coaching landscape, trying to sort of pinpoint who could be the next on the chopping block. They had five candidates worth monitoring, including Gentry in New Orleans, Boylan in Chicago, D'Antoni in Houston. But I want to throw the cue at you guys, everyone listening, of course. Who is the most likely coach to be fired next, to be let go next, however you want to word it. Um, does someone jump out to you more than others? It's Boylan time. <laughs> it's, come on. The coach it's of time. the year, Jim Boylan? <laughs> well, honestly, maybe if he turns it around, he could get some coach of the year votes at this point. But this, he came into training camp talking about, we're making the playoffs this year. That's the goal. Yeah. And now he's talking about this season is all about player development because they keep blowing fourth quarter leads. I think they've blown a fourth quarter lead in every single game this season. It's not true, but it definitely feels like it. Uh, they have no wins versus 500 teams so far this season. <laughs> but amongst the three worst teams in the league, the Knicks, Cavs, and Warriors, they've lost four times. So that's cool. Mm. The Bulls do have a four-game road trip coming up. It ends on December 23rd. Their next game isn't until December 28th. So I'm thinking we might have another Christmas Eve firing on our hands. Oh, wow, 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 wow. Happened to Scott Skiles years ago with the Bulls. Yeah. So I don't know. Maybe you lose that game December 23rd. You say bye-bye to Boylan. 
and take a couple of days off, celebrate the holidays with your families, and everybody comes back and everybody feels good with that. I think the fact that Mike D'Antoni is a virtual certainty to be not coaching Houston next season, uh, the Rockets are just waiting for a bit of a slump maybe and a bit of an opportunity to say, all right, let's get rid of you now and try to start the search for yeah, next season. Yeah, you're, because you're pretty convinced he's not going to be there after this season. No, I mean, they tried to start negotiations in the offseason and they were cut off by the Rockets. So that sends a pretty strong message that, like, we don't want you back. Um, and they cut some of his assistant coaches prior exactly. to this season as yeah. well. So they've sent him messages to say, you're not coming back. We, also, we just don't really want to pay a second guy right now. We're prepared to do it at some point if, you ta- if the team starts losing. But you know what? Things are going okay right now, so you can keep going. But uh, I can't You see. think if they hit a slide of some sort? I, I think if they drop four, four in five, a row, six, you know, losing at home to the Kings is, you know, on a buzzer beater, of course, not great. But if the Rockets were somehow to drop the next, you know, three or four, then I think, uh, I think Dan Tony's gone. I think it's boiling. I, I agree. They're, they're so close every night. Uh, front office may believe, you know, if we had a coach in there who could uh, coach these guys, we'd get some wins, as Trey mentioned. It was Toronto on Monday, Miami on Sunday, Golden State on Friday. Their last three games should have all been Ws, uh, but they couldn't execute at the end. And I think he's having a bit of a problem coaching uh, Zach Levine, his yeah, best player mm-hmm. as well. As, you know, I'd... there was some our, our colleague Mo Dakiel posted some video of Levine calling off ISOs or calling off screens to run ISOs. Jim Boylan said, uh-uh, come, come here, Zach. I want you to run a pick and roll, man. They go back on the floor. This was on Friday night. Zach says, uh-uh, get that pick away from me. I'm doing this my own my own way. He just clanks a three after doing that. So uh, there's some trouble there. And uh, as, as Trey mentioned, like, they think they're better than they are. So maybe they think somebody, a veteran coach, can get a little bit more out of those guys and execute down the stretch because it's, it's like clockwork. Four minutes left in the game, okay, they're up. Two minutes left in the game, okay, they're up. And then the last minute, they just give it up. It's such a bummer, too, because it, it always is when the starters come back into the game that they blow the lead. Like, the bench is doing a fair job of at least keeping the game close. Sometimes yeah. they're pushing out to a lead, and then Levine and Markinen come back in, and it's over because they are trapping every single pick and roll. Levine and Markinen are not fast enough to play that kind of system, so guys are getting wide-open shots, and then neither of those guys is able to draw fouls inside, and that's a problem. You saw uh, the drive against the Raptors where Levine goes up, and people are thinking maybe he should throw an alley-oop to Daniel Gafford. The guy doesn't pass the ball. He also isn't able to, to get that foul off Marc Gasol because he goes in and he kind of fades away. I don't, it's just not a strength of his right now, yeah. drawing fouls, and you got to have somebody that can get easy points down the stretch. I, I think the Levine relationship with the coach, like you were saying there, Tass, is important here uh, in, in a good reason why he maybe eventually can because, I mean, it doesn't feel like they respect Jim Boylan. I mean, <laughs> it feels more like they think he's a clown and that they've tuned him out. So when that happens, that's never a good situation, and – they're ultimately going to just not stop listening to him, start obviously turning to assistant coaches or to you know is themselves internally or just whatever, going for their own numbers, and then you've, everybody's like you know lost uh, lost uh, hold of the rope. So yeah, I can't believe my coach of the year pick, Jim Boylan, <laughs> probably going to get canned. Maybe they're here they're still playing Fred Hoiberg though. I think the Bulls. Well, that's the that no, is, they're not. They're not because no. he is uh, a college coach now. So uh, it's offset. Okay. But offset. that but that is the wild card yes. in all of this. The 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 crazy Bulls organization and yeah. the decisions they make or do not make, and maybe that is why uh, Boylan does survive. But we will see. Let's hear from you guys with all of these. Let us know. Hashtag no dunks. Next coach to be fired. All right, we got some top five fun here. Top five, top five, top five. Top five, top five, top five. 
百，差百，差百。We got a top five, but we also have a tease for speech stepping because this is an email from Todd W. who writes, "Hey, Dunkledorfs, I was watching Harry Potter the other day. I was thinking about how Harry's dad was a magician, and that Harry's viewed in magic circles as being much greater than his father at his profession. They're always talking down at the Leaky Cauldron. Who's the best wizard in the Potter family?" <laughs> Got Todd thinking. Which sons in the NBA have had better careers than their fathers? The obvious one is Steph and Del Curry, no doubt. Who would you guys choose? Maybe a top five if it hasn't already been done. Thanks, Todd. Great idea. Great idea. But a top five NBA sons who are better than their dads is a little bit too easy.、Okay. So this is your top five sons who are better than their dads in all sports. All sports included. At number five, we're sticking with basketball. Kobe Bryant, much better than Joe Jellybean Bryant. Yeah. <laughs> Kobe Bryant is one of the all-time greats. You might not have him in your top ten, but he's a legend. He's、yeah. a Hall of Famer. Joe Bryant was a guy who was in the NBA. At number four, this one may be controversial, especially amongst you Canadians. Okay. Brett Hull is better than Bobby Hull. Oh wow!、Mm. Wow. They're, they're both great players. Both、uh, great players. Both Hall of Famers, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. Bobby,、Ooh. a 12-time All-Star. Wow. Won a cup one time, two-time MVP. Led the league in points three times. Brett, a three-time All-Star, he's got two cups and one MVP. So maybe the individual success isn't quite there for Brett, but he does have his dad on career points and career goals. That one's think, a tough call. I think you're wrong. I think the Golden Jet, Bobby Hull. I don't. The get, dad is. I、better. don't care. I, I really don't care who's better. Brett said, "I'm not Canadian." So he loses in my books. Oh my goodness!、Yeah. All right, strike it from the record. We're gonna have to move somebody up. Al Horford is better than Tito Horford. Oh yeah. <laughs> okay, number three, Peyton Manning, much better than Archie Manning. Oh yeah. Archie Manning put up some stats for the Saints, but his teams were really bad. Peyton Manning, one of the four best quarterbacks in NFL history. Is Eli Manning better than Archie Manning? <laughs> you tell me, cousin Sal. <laughs> At number two, Ken Griffey Jr., much better than Ken Griffey Sr. Yeah, well, was Ken Griffey Sr. pretty good though?、Like、he he was, seems to be all right. Yeah,、uh, won two World Series with the Big Red Machine, the、yeah. Cincinnati Reds, three-time All-Star. But Ken Griffey Jr. is an icon. 630 career home runs, never got a World Series, but everybody in the world knows how to do his swing, including Tass Mellis.、Mm-hmm. Check、yeah. our Twitter later. Oh, so did he ever get close, even Ken Griffey Jr. like to any championship? Like I can't remember much postseason I don't success. Think so. Yeah, he played.、Uh, Was it one season with his dad? They played the same、yep. in the same outfield. Yeah, pretty, pretty neat. Pretty neat. Yeah, shout out to Jay Buhner, one of my favorites on those、oh, old Seattle、yeah. Mariner teams. Jay Buhner. We mentioned Edgar Martinez already this week. <laughs> wow. Yeah. yeah, tweet us your favorite 1990s Seattle Mariners. Shout out Joey Cora. R.I.P. Seagull that Red, Randy Johnson killed. <laughs> I don't know if Randy Johnson's dad was any good at baseball, but I'm gonna I'm gonna take the big unit over his dad. Anyways, the number one son who is better than his dad in the sporting world, The Rock, <laughs> better than Rocky Johnson. I mean, maybe Rocky Johnson was great. I don't know, but The Rock is the greatest wrestler of all time. Too bold? No, I know. I mean, I I, I agree. Is he the best or、oh, most fun?、Uh. Uh, like okay, who's on your Mount Rushmore? It's got to be Hogan. I、He's、would assume Ric Flair. Yeah,、uh, and then probably Stone Cold and The Rock. Yeah, I think that's my my four on my. Well,、Rock. who's the better actor out of Rocky and The Rock? 
I don't know that Rocky. I don't know that Rocky's yeah. ever been in a movie. Yeah. Meanwhile, they made five seasons of Ballers. Can you believe they made five oh, seasons? That's wild. Wow. The Rock is in every single movie. There's a Jumanji two coming out. Uh, the Rock is so famous. I mean, <laughs> the Rock is so famous. Did you read? Uh, I know Tass has the book. I'm sure you guys do too. Uh, Shea Serrano's movies and other things. There's a whole chapter on would mm. this movie be better, worse, or the same with The Rock in it? It's a very funny, very, very funny chapter. Like The Rock in Titanic and The Rock, basically every the movie. The RoboCop, I think. Yeah, yeah. It's, great. it's great. A couple of honorable mentions from the entertainment world. Scott Kahn, better than James Kahn. Enrique oh. Iglesias, better than Julio Iglesias. Trey Kirby, better than Steve Kirby. Lock it in. Okay, Scott Kahn is not better than James Kahn. That's a great list. I love it. Good. So who's who sent that in? Todd? Todd W. Todd W. Todd. His dad, I'll tell you that. <laughs> Lock it in. <laughs> All right, Lee, tweet of the night. Mm, tweet of the night. Wow. Twitter. When does the night end and the next day oh. begin? Because, uh, Time is a construct. <laughs> it is. Because right now, tonight, in Toronto, is the big return of Kawhi Leonard. That's right. The Los Angeles Clippers are in Toronto. And there's obviously a lot of uh, a lot of build up to this game, and uh, the Athletics Eric Kareen tweeted this this morning via billboards, the most intimate form of communication. The Raptors have thanked Kawhi, and Kawhi via New Balance has thanked Toronto. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, giant billboard in the uh, Toronto version of Times Square down at yes. Times Square. It's all it says, right? It just says thank you, Toronto. <laughs> it's uh, Kawhi holding a basketball, and that's it. And uh, I'm monitoring it right now because they're having shoot-around in Toronto right now, the Clippers, and, and I don't think Kawhi has even been seen yet. So ooh, ooh. they're not sure if he snuck in through a, uh, you know, a secret entrance maybe. Oh, but. we had, uh, I don't know, I can't remember if it was my buddy Grish or Joel, whoever sent it to our WhatsApp group here this morning. <laughs> Someone was saying Kawhi wasn't playing tonight. I don't know if they were just tweeting this or sharing this to rile somebody up, but... We were like, what are you talking who, about? Who is your source? I, I'm saying it was... WhatsApp let, source? Let, I'll, I'll, I'll <laughs> literally tell you, what, I'll tell you whether sure. it was Joel or whether... <laughs> oh, okay. No, no, Grisham says, true story, Kawhi is sitting tonight's game weak. And then Joel's like, he is? And no one else responded because it's dumb. I don't know what the heck Grisham's That's talking about. That's the problem. That's the problem with social media. He probably got it from Twitter or, yeah, or Instagram. Did. Or Instagram. Some, <laughs> some weirdo posting a photo of, a photo of Kawhi yeah. with a lame quote caption. Mm. Oh, I'm not playing tonight. What are you reading, Grish? But I did. My I, buddy Grish, get some sources. I got worried for one <laughs> second though because I'm like, uh oh, is that why they're doing the pregame ceremony? Like they knew uh. he wouldn't be playing. <laughs> they didn't want to do it during the game. I'm like, ah. breaking news here. Kawhi is talking with the reporters oh, right oh, now. Oh, excellent. Wow. He's been seen. Oh, excellent. That is news. Um, yeah, yesterday's show we were we were talking about whether or not. Kawhi would even take the mic, like would they or they would give it to him, I guess, too, being an opposing player. We'll mm-hmm. we'll find that out tonight. Um, and what what was the over under? What did we set the line at? How eight, many words? Eight and he and a half would... words. I think right. Was, so if yeah. he does take the mic, <laughs> Lee's got the under. I've got the over. So yeah, I got nine words or more. Lee's I'm feeling got... pretty good. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And again, it, I, I guess it's possible he doesn't even take it. Uh, there's also I'm seeing like whatever, the day being here, people saying, oh, are people gonna boo? Let me tell you right now. There ain't no one is going to boo him during no. like the ceremony. No one. He's going to get a standing ovation, guaranteed. Guaranteed. That's that's happening. So, I mean, yeah, within the game, okay. Then then all bets are off. But did you see the Raptors release the fun guy video? Tribute? Yes, I thought yeah. it was pretty well done. Right. Um, Interesting they released it like 
already, isn't it? I want as many people as possible to see yeah. it. Will sure. it be? Yeah. Will it be the? Will it be like the same video tonight? Yeah. Will they have a new one? We will find out well, soon enough. There are a lot of reporters around Koi Leonard. Jeez. Yeah. Jeez. Mm-hmm. I'm sure he loves that. Wow. <laughs> what do you guys think about what Eric Kareen said? Don't retire his jersey, but build a statue of the shot mm. celebration, the squad. The squad. So you, oh, <laughs> the shot be, squad. Honestly, it'd be a wicked statue to go take photos with because yeah. you could just drop down. Oh, you like, man, yeah. That's a good idea, though, because, I mean, that is going to be the biggest moment in Toronto history for a long time, I think. Yeah. I mean, I can't see it really being overtaken. I mean, sure, something crazy could happen, but for that guy to come in for one season, do that, win the championship and everything. And that's it's a notable, iconic pose, too, yeah. the Big way time. he's standing. And Big you time. think about what's actually outside of Scotiabank Arena, like they have that thing that looks like a bunch of hockey players are jumping <laughs> over the boards. They're into, like, a, an action statue, so I'm into it, too. Yeah, I'm, like, even trying to think, like, what else that statue could be of him. The only Well, the I shot, get- I guess, like. Yeah, like the fading away. Yeah. I guess, maybe. But I, I think the pose is more, that'd be better be be funner the squad yeah yeah i also i guess maybe when they win the championship there is the kyle lowry sort of draped off them and and kawhi's got the the the, the arms both up that looks sort of cool too but uh that's the two of them yeah no i'm 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 on board for the uh squat statue sign me up (laughs) where's the where's the petition all right time for our pick'em results brought to you by cash app it's funny, but still ain't nothing moved but the money. Cash App is the number one finance app in the App Store. It's the easiest way to send money to your friends, like paying up when you lose a bet that I wouldn't slip in a Mike Geronimo reference on today's show. I just did. But we all know Cash App does way more than that. It's unstoppable. That's another Mike Geronimo reference. Cash App also comes with the cash card, a free debit card that comes with boosts which are like instant rewards for shopping at places you already love. You can get discounts off your purchases at places like DoorDash, Whole Foods, Target, and so much more. We are also excited to be working with Cash App to support one of our favorite organizations, the ACLU. When you sign up for the Cash App and use the promo code NODUNKS, not only will you get $10, but Cash App will also donate the same amount to the ACLU, an amazing organization that we love, fighting for immigrants' rights, fighting for voting rights, and so much more. Don't forget promo code NODUNKS, that's one word, when you download Cash App from the App Store slash Google Play Store today. Tuesday night's results, it was the Nuggets Sixers. Woo! Vegas got this one right, I'll tell you. Philly was favored by four and a half. They won by five. That's a win for Tess. That's a win for Trey. That's a win for Lee. I swerved. I took the Nugs. God, it was close. I needed it, too. I needed it because I'm trailing here in the uh, somewhat short month of December. I'm 2-5. and five. Lee's 5-2. and two. Tass 3-4. and four. Trey 4-3. Four Tonight's game? It's got to be, right? We got to go Clips Raps, right? Got to go Clips Raps. It is the biggest game of the night. No question. It's not just because a few of us were born in the beautiful country of Canada. It is the first game on ESPN tonight. Clippers visiting the Raptors. The line been jumping all over the place. I'm not sure if that's for Freddie Van Vliet yeah. or because uh, Grisham is dropping these rumors about Kawhi Leonard not playing. <laughs> oh, boy. Uh, Fred Van Vliet is uh, questionable for tonight, uh, but uh, I think the line is settled at 2.5. We'll go up to 3.5 where I had it. I saw it earlier. So okay. the Raptors getting 3.5 points tonight. The defending champs getting plus 3.5 wow. points. Oh, man. This one's tough. I don't know what to... Where do you go? I'll hop on the Raptors. Wow. Yeah, you want to look good in front of your ex. I remember when I went to homecoming the year after I'd broken up with my girlfriend, showed up with a beard. Not like this one, but, you know, she didn't like me having a beard anyway. She's like, ugh, you have a beard now? I was like, yeah, Julie, I do. (laughs) In your face. 
on my face. <laughs> okay, so you got wraps. You got plus three and a half wraps, Lee. Uh, yeah. You're, I, you're five and two, man. You're, you're feeling it. Where are you going? I think the Clippers have got enough. Uh, the Raptors uh, just not haven't been playing all that great lately. I, I, I think Kawhi as well. He wants to sort of say, hey. I still got a nice booty, I, remember? I'm, I'm petrified. <laughs> I'm petrified, I'll be honest. So I'm a nice white, you still have a nice, nice booty, you know? He wants to show up to his uh, to his old old girls. I don't know. I Give me the clippers. I still have a nice booty. I still have a nice booty. Remember? I'm trying, to, I'm trying to think of something that Trey said, but it's not really working. So you got the clips. I was going to say, I'm worried that... I don't know, this is the old Raptors fan coming out to me that the Clippers just hammered the Raptors tonight. And then the storyline is all like, oh, God, look, they're struggling because that would be a couple <laughs> losses in a row. Well, I guess they got the Bulls win, but it wasn't, you know, all that inspiring. Oh, man. I can't do it. Give me the raps. Plus three and a half. You bet against them last week. Can't do it again. Nah. Mm. I'm definitely betting against them. I, the... Uh... Clippers, I think, will show up for Kawhi Leonard. Just like they did on Monday night, they showed up for Paul George against the Indiana Pacers. They beat uh, the Raptors earlier this season. And the Raptors aren't playing well. Give me the clips. All right. Lee and Tass have the clips. They got to win by four or more. Trey and I have the reps. Should be a fun one. Early start. Mm -hmm. Early start. Got to get everybody in their seats. 645 for the Kawhi ceremony. Will we even see it? I guess we'll see it, of course, on Twitter. But uh, that game's on ESPN. I wonder how they're going to handle that. That's an early, early start. Guys, new beach step in later today. That's Wednesday's mailbag-only podcast. Go get your No Dunks t-shirt, nodunks.com. Grab one for the holidays. I know those are starting to ship basically right as we speak right now, so that's good. Don't forget to check out all the other great shows on the Athletic Podcast Network. Count the dings, back-to-back, hoops adjacent. They're all bangers. Check them out. Clipper Bros. You heard it here first. Have a great time. Turn up. Love you guys. Awesome. Thanks for joining us, and remember, Julie doesn't like beards. Brace the day, people. You could stay.